Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads. You haven't seen him in a while, but with me as always is my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reg? <laughs> man, Ken, it's been a, it's been a minute. It, it, it has, has been a minute that uh, your boys have been together. Yeah. But uh, but but as they say, we back. Yeah, yeah. We uh, doing doing some uh, traveling for work and just life and a little bit of the slow part of the year. I mean, you know, obviously we had a lot of changes um, with heck, just about everything other than ownership. <laughs> Right. Uh, since we, since we last talked, pretty much everything other than ownership, and that's going to continue in this off season. Uh, but you know, a, a new GM, a new head coach, uh, new coordinators, new, uh, new, new, a lot of things, uh, including the stadium. Right. Yeah. 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 Man. Well, to your point, we've been we've been lifing as uh, as people like to say, we've been adulting. Yeah. As some of us people our age like to say, but uh, you know, it's just kind of the slow part of the year, man. And uh, you know, as we've done in the past, we took a little break as well. And uh, but when you get to the slow part of football season, man, it's not a whole lot to talk about. Now you can get on Twitter, and let me tell you, they will talk about the same shit over and over and over. All the Twitter GMs can tell you right now who which quarterback sucks. They can oh, yeah. tell you which which quarterback we're gonna take. They're reading the tea leaves, and it's like nobody Pre knows. Predicting no. who's gonna be a bust, you know? Oh my god! Oh, oh yeah! yeah. It, oh yeah! 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 It, and it, and it, I'm it, just it. I'm just refusing to engage in a lot of that stuff because here's the thing. One thing this new ownership has done is proven that they are not going to be leaking stories. So if the beat reporters who's got sources in the locker room come on their, their platform to say, we're not sure, I know damn well that Sage1234 on Twitter has no idea <laughs> what the hell the commanders are going to do, okay? And if there's a Sage123 on Twitter, I just pulled that. I don't know who that is. Yeah, John, but Johnny, of, Johnny Commander that doesn't uh... – no, have, right, right. Johnny Commander changed the name dot com guy that has no clue yeah. what the hell the commanders are gonna do in this draft. But but nonetheless, I've just tried to stay out of a lot of the, the rhetoric going back and forth about you know who they're gonna sign, who they're gonna draft, whether they're gonna trade up, whether trading back is the worst thing, the best thing, running it back with Sam How it's just every day the yeah. same nonsense it's like just wait right just wait we, we can touch we can touch on on some of that that's uh worthy of having a conversation um but it, but if oh, i'm but not it, but I, not every day ken no, not no, every I day i understand i'm, I'm right. talking about on the podcast here today um but i'm starting at a high level and as as i come in on uh what we because like i said it, it's been a minute since we've had our uh last podcast we were guests uh on another podcast and the bg obsession yes we we, we were the bgo and uh they were good guys to to hang out with and uh had Gracious a good time host. on the podcast but yep. with with our direct audience we haven't had some of this conversation so i'm it's not necessarily in order but from a from a high perspective uh as we zoom in on 
uh, on Washington and the, the field. Uh, first off, it's no longer FedEx field. Right. right. Uh, I, I, who cares? You know, well, the only people, the only people that care are the, the, the ownership <laughs> that's going to get paid or not going to get paid. Uh, FedEx decided to step out. Uh, they were paying $7.5 million a year. They had two years left and they opted out. I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to get more than 7.5 million. The, the ownership is not complaining about this at all. No, it's, no. It's, it's, it's some extra work for them to do. Right, they're going. They're going to be scrambling to do some extra work, but I'm going to tell you right now, they're getting more than seven point five million. But will they though? Will they yeah. struggle? No, they, no, no. I when I, I say know. struggle, it, when I say struggle, I mean all of a sudden the 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 sales reps, uh, the Jason Wrights, and the people that fall under him on that side of the house may or may not have been prepared. And so if they weren't, all of a sudden they're reaching out to their big sponsorships and get it done. Um, nope. I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to tell, tell you how this is going to go, Ken. I don't know what the name of the stadium is going to be. It may not even be a cool name, right? And I'm just going to go out and say it with all of the, the gambling sites yeah. and crypto.coms and all the stuff that's out there. The name may not be cool. And it's gonna, it's probably not gonna roll off our tongues the way FedEx Field used to for the for the past many many years. But here's the thing: if FedEx had pulled out with Dan Snyder and Dan and, and his crew were trying to find a sponsor, we'd be roadside.com field for <laughs> you know for the right. upcoming season. But with Josh Harris and all those resources that he rails and all of those guys have and the connection and the excitement around new ownership. They'll have a new sponsorship, uh, sponsorship and name for that stadium here in no time. In fact, it might be an opportunity for someone to get in on the on the front end with the with the pat with the next few years at the current stadium, in hopes of having the name on the Absolutely. new stadium. So, Absolutely. so this this is this is a blip in the road. They may not have seen it coming, but this is a blip in the road because for those that aren't aware, the the way or how FedEx was able to get out of their deal was in the contract was if there was an ownership change. And right. so since we had an ownership change that allowed FedEx to, to opt out of the deal and they took, took the opportunity to do so, and you know, good, good for them. Good for them. That's yeah. what they want to do, but the name will change. I can't say it's going to be a cool field name, but it will change. And I don't think they're going to have any problems getting a, uh, gets, getting someone to, to sign up for the naming rights on that stadium. Yeah, I, and I think um, you know, pulling back the curtains a little bit, you know, Reggie and I had some discussions of, of the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads sponsoring the stadium, but uh, we just couldn't get it worked out. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, may, maybe at the new stadium, uh, we'll we'll pu put our our nickels together and we'll we'll get some. Sponsors. Jason Wright, Jason Wright played hardball. I'm 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 a fan of Jason Wright. I know Twitter's not a fan of Jason Wright, but personally, I am. Ken is not. And uh, that's why I went to the meeting with Jason. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, he, he, Reggie was he, our, was uh, was our representative. Yeah, he played a little hardball, you know, and uh, we just couldn't quite get there on the price, man. And uh, he said, if you can get Ken to come around, I might drop the price. But Ken played hardball too, so we we were not able to work out a deal to get our name on the new stadium. But we will we will have our name on a on a hot dog stand though we we will be having that. Um, 
So, uh, so that was that was a high level, right? And as we're zooming down, uh, we we talked. Obviously, we had new ownership from last year, but um, everything that ownership has changed, they're going to be changing the uh, name of, of the field. They they've also changed GM and all the coaching staff. Well, before they before that, they yep. you know they, there's a report that came out. I think it was today. Um, about the new changes to the to the stadium, or to the stadium are, itself, yeah, yeah, that, that the stadium that there's self some upgrades because the lease I think runs through 2027, I think is when it when it runs through, and so they wanted to continue to invest the money with the uh, with the fan experience and everything, and so with that the report goes on. Let's see if I can find it here, but the report goes on and talked about how that by the time they finish with all of the upgrades, the new ownership will have invested about $75 million in upgrades. And uh, some of those things would include um, fast entry to the stadium. They're going to get premium seatings. They're going to sewage pipes, sewage pipes getting, getting fixed and repaired. They're, they're going to work on all of that, man. Okay. They're going to improve the food and beverage options at the stadium. Um, something like having drink lanes, which, for someone like myself who, you know, once I eat one time in the stadium, I just might want something to drink and I don't want to stand in the food line. So having a drink fast. lane, yeah. yeah, having a drink lane, which allow people to get in and out and back to their seats. Um, they're going to continue to upgrade the sound system. And one of the cool things that uh, they talked about doing, I'm not really into doing that, but some people will. Well, there's this VIP area down on the field that would be near the tunnel that will allow fans to be near the players as they run out on the field. Okay. Some people will buy it. If you give me the free access, I'm all, I'm, I'm there and I'm all for it, but I'm probably not going to pay just to watch John Allen run past me on his way to the field. Just not going to do it. Well, that was part of the, that was part of the negotiation you had with Jason Wright and he wouldn't back off and just give us a couple passes, all the money that we were spending on the naming rights. So we had, we had to step away. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yes, and I guess along with that, um, you know, there's going to be a rebranding of the name of the field. But if if I'm to include all the coaching changes, the the management changes, the uh, GM changes, there's the opportunity because we, uh, we we we're seeing it in the NBA. Oh, there's God. a there's a come on man i haven't even said it and, and, and already just given to me come on man the Listen. uh a re, the rebranding hang on hang, hang the on rebranding of the washington commanders i didn't know you was gonna bring this up i and, know you didn't uh, and, and this is the, the if, for those that don't know the la clippers they're still the la clippers right but they're they're changing their logos and their brands um so it does happen, and I'm I'm hopeful that we we treat the W that we currently have for the Washington Commanders as we did the R for the Redskins, where it, it's there, but it's not our our front facing main logo, um, and we come up with an actual new logo. Uh, again, this is part of the change. I'm telling you right now, bold prediction. It's going to happen. <laughs> so, okay. So let me okay. make let me I, make sure I understand. So you're you're advocating for a 
change in some more additional logo-ish stuff, but you're not advocating for the change from Commanders. Is that what I understand here? Look, I've never been excited about the name Commanders. Okay? I understand. I understand, but, but that's but what are you specifically referring to here? I'm They're referring changing. to the logo itself, not the name change. I, I I have a feeling that while there is a a a feeling and the idea of possible change in it, I don't. I think in the long run they're going to have the discussion if they if they haven't already had it. I'm sure they already have had it, uh, but they're going to decide not to go with it. But they are going to change the logo and not just have a, a letter. They're going to have something they can sell, something you can market, um, something that gets the fans excited, right? A lot of the changes they've had have had have brought excitement to the team. Um, it may not happen this year. It probably isn't going to happen this year, right? Because you got to put in for it, and the NFL needs to approve it and all. But it will happen, and it, okay. it, it's part of the change. It's, it's part of everything that, that Washington is doing. So Okay. Uh, you know, whatever. I just know that until they finally come out and announce what they're planning to do with regarding the name, whether that is decision has been made to keep it or decision has been and continue to expand on the logo or decide to go away and do a complete rebrand with a new name and all that, your boy's not buying any more merch. It's just not happening. Uh, and, and I understand, and I, and I will say, you know, for for those that want an actual name change, just just remember, okay, I'm not excited about the Commanders. I can live with the Commanders, but it could be worse. You could change your name to something like the Pelicans, right? Uh, uh, yeah, there was a lot of worse name. There was a lot of bad lot, names on that list. But 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 he, but we'll use the example in the modern day that, um, New Orleans changed their name uh and decided to, to go with the pelicans uh in today's day I'll, I'll take the commanders over the pelicans 365 days a year yeah so and i'm shocked that you brought up the name change but uh, we've already spent too much time on it well it's it, terrible it, but it's happening now now it's happening right oh, God. Uh, you, you heard it here first people <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, can we go, can we go to the, uh, managerial changes at this point let's get uh, that to we it. haven't talked about in the past? Well, I, I know everybody knows it. about it. Um, so head, but what people don't know, and I'll let you talk, go ahead. What people don't know yeah, is what big Kenny's thinks about it. Well, That's I was going to go, I was going to go from ask you, um, GM, head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Those are the big hires. Um, overall, from the coaching staff, if you had to give it a grade, uh, or, or we could even go with the, what's your name, what's your number on the confidence level of this coaching staff? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know, I, I have a little bit to say about this whole coaching staff thing let me see if i can gather all my thoughts because it's been a while since we've we've addressed it let me just first right. say this man um 
again, I find it interesting that everybody from the from the most part, ninety percent of the fan base is excited about the the uh, Adam Peters hire. Yep, and they're cool with Adam until Adam does something they don't want to do, and one of those first move was the hiring of Dan Quinn. And immediately there were people who were, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And for those people, you just want to slap him, right? right? It's like you believe in the guy you want him, but you only want to support him if he makes a decision that's in line with what you want him to do. I've, I've maintained that this ownership, this coaching staff, they're going to get a free pass from me to do whatever they choose this year because I believe in everything that they're doing. So I'm not going to doubt them until they give me a reason to doubt them. There may be some things that make me go, huh, maybe a little head scratcher, and that seems a little odd, but, hey, maybe they know something I don't know. I'm going to always err on the side of I'm going to trust what they're doing until they show me that they're not. So with that being the case, I know everybody was wanting Ben Johnson. I didn't know a whole lot about Ben Johnson until everybody started screaming his name, and we saw a little bit with Detroit this year. But other than that, he was just a guy. But Dan Quinn became my head coach. And let me tell you, it did not take long for me to realize not only why they chose Dan Quinn, but I'm happy that they chose Dan Quinn. And to go on in this, and when I listen to everything that Dan Quinn talked about, the preparation, the three years since being being out of Atlanta, and the everyone knows about the 360 review that he had performed, and he implemented some of those changes even when he went to Dallas, and what he knew, how he would do things differently when he got a second chance. I love everything about it. I think we're getting a better version of Dan Quinn. The other thing about Dan Quinn that I don't think that Ben Johnson, a lot of the other candidates, with the exception of Raheem Morris, Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, and a lot of these other guys slow it down in Houston. None of these guys have been around long enough to have the cachet and the relationships that Dan Quinn. And I think that was an under underrated thing about Dan Quinn that I think many of us didn't realize. Dan Quinn has former head coaches and former coordinators on our team who aren't even coordinators. They came and accepted like passing game coordinator on this team. These guys can be coordinators and assistant head coaches on some other teams, but they chose to come to Washington to be position coaches. Says a lot about it. We have several former head coaches. And the level of knowledge and experience that this, this organization has, I'm, I'm ecstatic about it. I was telling a coworker of mine who, who's a Cowboy fan, and we were just having a true conversation. It, it wasn't anything from a rival perspective. It was just talking ball. And I told him, I said, the expectation is Washington is going to pick a quarterback at number two. And I said, if there was ever a time for a young quarterback to come into a situation this is it we have cliff kingsbury former quarterback tavita pritchett former quarterback 
Brian Johnson, former quarterback. David Bow or Ball, however you say his name, former quarterback. That's four guys just on the offensive side of the ball, former quarterback, and we're not even talking about the head coach. Uh, ben Johnson would have been trying to work with the head coach along with some coaches that he, he brought onto his staff. But Dan Quinn has four guys on the offensive side of the ball who are former quarterbacks who can do nothing but focus on working and developing a young quarterback. So for me, I think what Dan Quinn has done with this coaching staff, man, has knocked it out of the ballpark. I know everyone seems to be excited. If you listen to any of their interviews, everyone wanted to come and work with Dan Quinn. And I love everything he's put together, even on the defensive side of the ball, man. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. So I'm excited about it. Very good, very good. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know how much Dan Quinn paid you for that, but that was a, a – it sounded like a paid testimonial. Um, but – I'm we, all we, in, man, and I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, brother. I understand, I understand. Um, but nothing you said was wrong, right? I, I agree – pretty much with everything that you say there um and as you to to piggyback on you know some of the things you said was as you started talking around the league of former players coaches that have worked with him coaches that have coached against him um there is nothing but respect for dan quinn and and not just respecting him as a as a man but they're like man, Washington is getting one one hell of a coach here, yes. um, and I, I when we were a guest on the other podcast, um, and you touched on it briefly. One of the things on Dan Quinn's presser that uh, when he came into Washington, the thing that I liked that caught my attention because there's going to be all kinds of you know coach talk of you know we're going to do this we're going to have it our way our own attitude and whatever every coach says it right, right. um but the thing that he said that, that really impressed me was that he stopped at different points for self-evaluation and i i talked about it before that you know he didn't the the, the defense that he ran in seattle that got him the coaching job in Atlanta, the success getting Atlanta to the Super Bowl, and then moving on to Dallas and Dallas having a top five defense the last couple of years are not the same defense. Right. He's talked about at different points evaluating and saying, you know, the offenses are growing and evolving. You can't keep running the same defense. You have to stop, look at it and say, what, what adjustments do I need to make? And a lot of coaches, uh, they get stuck in, you know, this is what, this is what got me to this point. I'm going to keep on doing it, uh, you know, blindly. Um, and that along with his self-evaluation, he self-evaluated on what he could do better if he got the opportunity to be a head coach again. And he kept notes. He kept like a personal journal of this is what I would do. This is what I wouldn't do. These are people that I'm, that I would be interested in if they're available to come work with me. And I mean, he had lists. He had, he, he was prepared Absolutely. for when he got his opportunity. He, it, it, it didn't just be like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'll take it. Okay. Now I'm in a mad scramble. Uh, he, he was prepared six months before he, he took this job. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we will see if that ends up being successful, but based off of his track record and his work ethic and his approach to change evaluation, um, and, and getting the best out of himself and others around him. I, 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 I can't be any happier at this point than what we have with Dan Quinn. And, and I will say, I think within the next year to two years, max, uh, Washington, Washington, uh, the Dallas Cowboys are going to say that they kept the wrong coach and they should have let McCarthy go and elevated Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn. To, to head coach. Um, and because Dan Quinn was going to go before, right? L- last year and the year before, he was, he's was been being interviewed and there's some uh, interest in him. And Jerry Jones came along and, and gave him more money and a, a, like assistant head coach title and a couple of those things to keep him around and, and lure him around. And it wasn't the right opportunity for Dan Quinn either. Um, and so I, I think the things have lined up well for Washington and have lined up for Dan Quinn. And this is, this is a, 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 a very good uh, hire and very good partnership uh, that we're going to see coming up here. Yeah. And I, and I'll wrap this up just to kind of uh, bring this full circle can and say, we all know that regardless of who the coaches are, the only thing that is going to matter is wins, wins and losses on the field on Sundays, right? Yep. We we get that, but the one thing that the situation seems to have for us is giving us the best chance and the best opportunity to turn this thing around and to start having some some success on the field, which is not something we've had in a very long time. And back to Dan Quinn being the person and the coach. If you saw the commander's log video that was put out recently, Adam Peters and those guys are down at the uh, senior bowl and everybody is talking about congratulating him on hiring DQ. Hell of a guy, great coach, leader of men. You could, you, you heard the same things all from different people that were congratulating Dan Quinn on, on the hiring of, I'm sorry, Adam Peters on the hiring of Dan Quinn. Um, His former boss in Atlanta, Arthur Blank called and put in a word for him. Uh, even Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones put in a word for Dan Quinn to be getting this job. So, so again, I understand wins and losses, what matters, but man, I'm finally glad that we have someone that I think is going to give us the good chance to turn this thing around. He didn't pull a Ron Rivera and basically bring all of his former coaches that he had before from Carolina and brought them to DC. Dan Quinn essentially has a brand new staff with the exception of maybe a couple of coaches that he had when he was in Dallas. Right. So I love it, man. I love, I love the hire. As, and as time is going on, I like it even more. Yeah. It, um, and, uh, Adam Peters and this coaching staff, uh, have, have their hands full. Um, they're, they're inheriting a team, obviously that only had four wins last year. And, now, now it's time. You know what comes up first is is free agency uh, on that opens we have up the combine. The combine, and then we and have the combine, right? That, and that's uh, what is that? That later this week? No, it started this week. Started today. Today was day 
day one. Yesterday was the arrival of players and everything okay. and starting to start today. And so I, I think, um, and, and to your point, I, I was thinking it started tomorrow cause I heard an interview with, um, Adam Peters today talking about, they have a lot of game film on these guys. Uh, one of the things that he was eager to do is to have the face-to-face conversations with them. Um, get it, get a, you know, basically the characteristics that it takes to be a, a an NFL player, right? He, he's, he's been there talking uh, and done his evaluation to get Dan Quinn and staff. And now he's doing that, doing that at the player level. Um, I'm sure there'll be a little surprise here or there as some people's, you know, normally it's your strength and your speed, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're, you're a pinch faster. You're a pinch slower. Um, if you're slower then you say, Oh, well look at, look at the game film, right? If you're faster, then don't worry about the game film. Just look at, look at my 40 time. Uh, (laughs) everybody plays it to their advantage or disadvantage. However you want to, you want to go there, you know, and and all of a sudden you start, you know, bench pressing, you know, 62 times and people that like that will start talking about it. People that don't go, well, his foot works bad. You know, he's strong as an ox, but his foot works bad. Right. It's again, it, they, they have game film on them. So they're, they're going to get this. Um, but as far as actually movement on the team, uh, we get the free agency and prior a lot of them. Well, I mean, got the across the whole league, but, Washington itself has quite a number of, of free agents. Um, t- one thing that we both liked while Ron Rivera was here was he tended to give a lot of short-term contract. There's a lot of one and two-year contracts. Um, the, the you know the the players that they value for a long time of the, you know the the Payne, the Allen, the Scary Terrys ended up getting longer-term deals, but when you talk about free agents, uh, some of the bigger names for Washington this year that are up for free agency is, you know, Curtis Samuel, Kendall Fuller, uh, um, Cam Curl safety, Cam Curl. Um, got, I, I don't know what they're going to do or how they're evaluating, but even J- Jacoby Brissett, do you, do you want somebody like him, um, sitting in the back? talking to the young QB. I mean, is, is there value in that? Um, and then you've got your, your, your next tier players, uh, you know, your, uh, Cody Barton's your Lucas, Jeremy Reeves. I mean, some of these guys at best are going to be role players. Um, and even somebody depth. like Antonio Gibson that had, had you a larger depth. role, you know, what's that? But you need depth. You need these guys. You need depth. But, but again, I, I always say when somebody says, oh, do you want to resign uh, Antonio Gibson? I'll just use him as an example. My, my first question is at, at what price? Right. Um, and, and, and and Ken, you know, knucklehead Ken is can, can be cheap. Right. <laughs> right. I, I might not make I might not make a good owner when it comes time to paying. Right. <laughs> um i i would i would struggle letting that money go i I would have to hire uh adam peters and go hey man here's here's my checkbook uh i only have this much money in the account you manage it how you want uh but 
you yeah, do sp- you do that, spend that, NFL that money. It's not far from what I do with my wife, you know. So uh you do spend NFL money like it's yours, though. You you don't want to pay. I I I do, man. I do. I, I'm. You know why? Because we've had crappy teams, and I look at it and go, I want to have money. So when when somebody pans out, when 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 the Chase Youngs of the world actually pan out, I want to have the money to get them. I don't want to be in in salary cap hell. Um, I understand. understand. And and, and when you're the worst defense in the NFL, literally the worst for a couple years now, an argument could be made that why would you bring any of them back? You know? Uh, (laughs) Well, this this goes much deeper than just being a bad defense. I, I think clearly coaching was lacking here in this talent evaluation i I don't i don't know yeah i think washington's got some pretty good players i don't think the roster is as bad as people make it out to be and it may not have been as good as we thought it was going to be but i certainly don't think it is as bad as as people think it's going to be i think some of these guys just need better coaching i think st juice i mean the 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 cornerback room i mean the, the the guy was from high school Right, he's been for some high school dude or something that Del Rio and some guys brought over here, Jeff Scanini or whatever. Yeah, he was a big old dude out there who could probably look like he could suit up and play, but was he really good? You got to remember he was promoted after Sam Mills left, which Sam Mills apparently has some issues, and I don't even know what happened there. So I think coaching was an issue. You know, I don't think Emmanuel Forbes is as bad as I mean the kid didn't forget how to play football. So I think schematically coaching technique i think a lot of that stuff is lacking which again is why i'm excited about the coaching staff because i think there's a wealth of knowledge that is on this staff that is gonna you're gonna i think you're gonna see a couple players that are gonna play better this year and i think it's just simply because coaching is going to be better and they're probably gonna scheme these guys to be able to put them in a position to make plays um at least that's my belief i i i i yeah, I, I don't. I just don't think St. Jude's, Manuel Forbes, Quan Martin, Cam Curl. I just don't think all these guys are just that bad. I, I don't. I refuse to believe that we have a we 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 tended to be the team that drafted all the terrible players. I, I, I don't believe that. So, but we'll see. We'll see. We have to. We have to sign uh, some of our free agents. Um, Adam Peters has already made the uh, comment that they're not really interested in franchising anyone. Right. So they're going to be negotiating. Um, they've already had some talks uh, with Cam Curl and his agents. And he said, and that's ongoing. You can read between the lines. I'm going to take that to be we're not franchising him. So we're either going to come to an agreement or they're going to let him walk. But right. there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of guys out there this year um, on the free agent market that would fill fill the holes and needs that we have. And just like we underestimated the the reach that Dan Quinn had among football circles, here's the benefit of this: Washington has brought in coaches from all over, from former head coaches and coordinators. So guess what? These guys are going to have firsthand knowledge of many of the players that are free agents. 
And even if that guy wasn't on their team, every coach knows another coach. Or they every scouted. coach has been on the staff with someone else. If nothing right. else, it's a phone call. It's a phone call over to Carolina and ask somebody in Carolina, what can you tell me about Burns? Someone on the staff can make a call to Minnesota and ask about Daniil Hunter, right? Somebody can call Houston. I mean, we have enough people, <laughs> former coaches, who can tell you exactly about that player his strengths, his weakness, and what he's like as a teammate. So that's another thing that by having Dan Quinn and the coaching staff that he's put together, not everybody can do that. Not everyone's going to have the ability to do that this season. So, again, players in free agency, and then, of course, doing it through the draft, man. I love it. Can't I'm telling you. Remember I told you, if they don't turn this thing around, I'm walking away. <laughs> they look like I'm walking uh, away. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, knucklehead Reggie, he's not going anywhere. Um, we'll, we'll move on. So I, we, I mentioned a handful of the names of people that are that are, that are free agents, um, and, and I think when you look at how you build a team, obviously you you want to go, you want to have a quarterback. But outside of the quarterback, I, well, I let, expect, me ask, let me ask you this I, real quick, Ken, before you yeah. get into to potential free uh, free agents that are on our, on our team, right? Is there any one, two or three of our own free agents that you'd like to see them resign? Um, if, if I, I, I let me, think... let me, let me rattle off, let me rattle off some names. Okay. Just go ahead. If anyone. Okay. Curtis Samuel, Kendall Fuller, Jacoby Brissett, Cody Barton, Canius Lucas, Jeremy Reeves, Joey Sly, F.A. Obata, Tonio Gibson, Cam Curl, James Smith, Williams, Casey Tuhill. Tops the list. Um, so th there's players that I would like to keep, but not at the value that I think that they're going to go and what the market is going to pay them. So I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. I'll give an example. I would, I would still like under Cliff Kingsbury to see Curtis Samuel be a tool. Um, I, th I think he's a talent, you know, the first year he was, he was injured basically the entire season out for the year. Um, but I don't think that he was used well by Turner and then uh, EB used him more, but I, I think, if Curtis Samuel goes to the right team, his production is going to dramatically improve. Um, okay. But I think Washington is going to evaluate and say, hey, at, at the price that he's going to go, we can probably draft somebody that can do the same thing at a – I understand, but we're not, we're not trying to negotiate contracts. You and I are not – just obviously signing these guys that are good contract, that's good for everybody – Anyone jumps out where you go, you know what? I hope they resign him, and I hope they resign him. Um, if, if the if the, I don't know what the cost is going to be, um, but I wouldn't mind keeping Kendall Fuller around. I think he's okay. in this in the secondary. Um, he was probably the most consistent um, the last couple of years. Um, I I know for whatever reason because the first year or two. Uh, Cam Curl had a, a couple good years last year and this year. 
he's been burned and lost and turned around looking left and looking right. What happened so many times? I'm not interested in Cam in Cam Curl. Um, you could say it's coaching, uh, but it, I mean he just he just lost consistently uh, as much or more than anybody in the secondary this this past season and really going in, into the last half of last year also. Um, Let me make sure I got this right. You want to keep Kendall, but you you're not interested in re-signing Cam Curl. I'd be interested in Fuller. I'm not interested in Cam Curl. Cam Curl. Okay. What about Joey um, Sly? Sign him and bring in some competition. All right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, if if I'm signing him, I'm, I'm bringing in another kicker for a, a competition. Um, Antonio Gibson. Man, that's that's a that's just. I I could go either way on that. Um, I know the. I mean, the, the, he's not going to command a huge amount of money because running backs don't. Uh, even, even the big name running backs don't command that much money. I think you'd be able to get him for two and a half to three and a half million. Um, I, I'll leave that up to the evaluation. Can you can you pick up another running back in the fifth round that can do just as just as much as he? Uh, if they think they can, then then you let I'm him walk. I'm, um, I'm over the I'm over the Antonio Gibson experiment. Uh, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I, again, I don't have a problem either way with with him. Um, but I think some of the role players, um, if I'm looking at them at, at for depth, I don't have a problem with a couple of the um, the Obata, uh, the Casey Tuhill. Um, I, need, I need I need Casey. I want I want to see him do the gritty. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, you know, I'm I'm not interested in Pringle. I'm not interested in Crowder. Um, I, I would hope that might we might need bring Crowder. In, uh, I, I, what's that? He might need Crowder special teams, man. I, I was going to say, well, that's what he 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 did. It. I would think that we could bring in somebody. Um, heck, even even free agent. I'm I'm sorry, not free. An an undrafted free agent that can return punts um if that's if that's all you're doing um so I, I'm, I'm not i'm not trashing on uh jameson crowder because when he came in he did a good job at, at what he was asked to do he did. Um, it, it, again if, if you're gonna pay if you're paying him the veteran minimum type you know around the million million and a half okay i i don't have a problem i mean he's he's uh over 30 about 31 by the time the season starts so you know that his his quickness isn't what it was five or six seven years ago uh, uh, you know i know reggie is just as quick as he was when he was 19 years old but that's that's few and far between i am i am don't get yeah. don't get twisted uh, I I, get hey, out there you, and go man man he will he will you will see how quick and fast he is if if you reach for that last chip his hand goes lightning fast and reaches across the table and snags that chip before you can before you can get it and dip it in your own salsa. Uh, Man, I don't, I don't even like chips. <laughs> you don't like chips, ladies and gentlemen. I like ladies. You, 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 you haven't sat at my table and and watched him and then and then I get the chips and he you gonna put salt on them. Oh or, or you gonna put them on? You gonna put them on? You, you or do you want me to just put it on my half and I I'm. Like, <laughs> Reggie, just salt them up however you want. I'll have them however you want, man. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get the bear angry. 
you know, on, on the chips. So what is wrong? With, what is wrong with you, man? I listen to this content that can verify most of my stories. Now, maybe not all of them, but, but oh. most of my stories, when it comes to the bar, I, I've, I've got the, I've got receipts, Reg. I've got receipts. All right. There's a there's an ounce of truth to a lot of your stories. <laughs> there's an ounce. No, no, no. There's enough truth. That's all we gotta stick with. There's enough oh truth. My God. <laughs> so what about you? To... What what are some name two or three players that you would be disappointed in if they left? That that I'll be disappointed if they left. Um I mean a vast majority you'd you'd accept it and be fine. Um yeah, yeah, many, many of these guys I'm okay with right. it, uh, if they leave or resign them. Um, but I think the guy on the list that I ran through here that I think probably be the most valuable is probably going to be Jacoby Brissett. I would like to resign him. Right. Um, you know, there's been some rumors recently about I, I don't know how true it is, but it just came out during the combine thing. But apparently, some teams are interested in trading with Sam Howe. And if you can get a third round pick for Sam Howe, I say trade him, uh, keep Jacoby Brissett, teach him how to let him teach the young guy because they're probably going to get some young quarterback in here. Excuse me, teach that kid how to be a pro, what it's like to be in the NFL, and and what a guy to have in your corner if you're a young rookie coming in. And everyone talks about how what type of a teammate Jacoby Brissett is. So of all those guys, I would say Cody Barton. I mean, not Cody Barton, um, Jacoby Brissett. The right. second guy on my list would be Cornelius Lucas. Cornelius Lucas, for some reason, on the Ron Rivera, was always there when you needed him. When we needed him to fill in at guard and tackle, he would always come in and play well. But yet, every time, they would always replace him back with one of the other guys. Right. But he's a free agent, and I think, man, he'd be a great swing tackle and, and a great depth guy. And, he, hell, maybe if you give him enough reps, he could be the starter. Um, but you know, the, the, clean, the only downside I would say on Lucas is by the time the season starts, he'll be 33 years old. Um, he's you know, that, he's that of, old? Yeah, uh, Cornelius Lucas um, will be 33, I think, uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, and and – and 33 different positions, you know, quarterback, that's not old. Uh, offensive line, that's your you're, well, you're knees well, and everything. Well, I'll say this. Then then maybe he's, he could be be a good backup then because, you know, he's, he maybe he can't be a star. I didn't realize he was that old. But, you know, so then re-sign him and he can be he can be a backup for you, um, a death piece. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but between Gibson, Samuel, yeah, whatever, um, Cam Curl, you're a Cam Curl I, I, fan. I, no, 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 that's not true. It's just that he's he's an enigma for me, meaning he 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 plays well and then all of a sudden he doesn't. And I don't, and I'm at this point where I don't know if what we saw last year is really Cam Curl or the guy we've seen in the past. Because right. prior to last year, we were all excited about Cam Curl. And I don't know if Jack Del Rio and his defensive scheme just did not allow these guys to all be successful, whether that's Jamin Davis and all these guys. I, I don't know what happened, but Cam Curl, whether it was Derek Forrest getting injured early in the year, Jeremy Reeves playing safety, I, I just don't know. And so I don't know if Cam Curl has just peaked 
or is there still more to him and he just wasn't able to be successful? And can can uh, Joe Witt and those guys all of a sudden put Cam in a spot back there with the return of Derek Forrest and uh, Quan Martin back there, and all of a sudden we see a totally different player? Right. Does he play down in the box with Jamin Davis a little bit more, and they and they blitz him? I I I, I just I'm not ready to give up on him. But I'm not willing to pay him the 17 million dollars a year, which is what I think the franchise tag is. So if they brought him back, I'm okay with it. I mean, I I, I like him, but I don't know that I'm, I'm like, man, they gotta resign Cam Curl. Prior to last year, I was in that camp. After this year, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I I truly don't know. But the guy that I think that I really would like would be would be Jacoby Brissett would probably be my number one um, guy to bring back because I'm pretty sure they're probably going to go quarterback here. And, and you got to remember also um, the last probably five, six games, uh, probably about the time Del Rio was fired. Um, we saw a lot of uh, one of the biggest playmakers was Quan Martin who, yes. who had struggles for one reason or another uh, at the first two or three games of the, of the year and was seeing some limited playing time. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, whether he got it, whether the system adjusted to him, whether the coach with, with, with Del Rio leaving, um, Ron, Ron they, they, they gave, him, they gave uh, him a chance and he stepped up and did it. Whatever it was, we started seeing. Um, he started to flash more and we saw yes. less of uh, uh, Emmanuel Forbes. And Quan Martin started started flashing more. And it's funny because after the first three games, people were calling Quan a bus. <laughs> again, uh, I, I, this, again, this is Twitter. Right, this right. Twitter. And, and and when they when they had the draft, I was you know, I've been skeptical of Forbes from the beginning. You know, I'm like, okay, definitely skeptical. Um, waiting to see for him to, to prove it. Unfortunately, I'm still waiting. I was more excited when we uh, got Quan Martin in the draft. I think he was like third round, um, and I thought that was a, a I thought good, he was second round. Okay, I thought it was a good pick where we ended up getting him. Um, and I think the talent that he brings, Dan Quinn and uh, the team, his game will he his he will be one of the people that you see their game elevate uh dramatically next year versus this year not not uh jamming not I, I think jamming i think those are two two of the bigger names yes um that are currently on the team i think jamming davis um and quan martin are going to be the two names that you're going to see the most improvement in in 2024 uh what because they do have the talent the raw talent to do it and they're going to get coached and a defense is going to be put there to funnel things to use their skills okay um and that's, that's, what, that's what good defensive coordinators do right it's it's not just this defense uh, if if it is just this defense then you better be hot better be signing and drafting players 100 specific to that you know when you bring somebody in and you tell them they're a you know a, a tweener kind of guy well you better be prepared to use him as a tweener you know uh they like they did with um uh what's his name that ended up getting cut um from the giants 
Brandon Collins. Safety Collins. Yeah. Like, like they did a little bit with Collins. Um, yeah. So time will tell. Time will tell. A whole new staff, and we'll see how they how they work things out. Okay. Well, one um, last question for you. Yeah. Free agency, quarterback, Kirk Cousins. You interested? No. <laughs> why? Why not? Tell me why. That's the wrong answer. Um, <laughs> why? Because he. I I need for for one he's not going to be a difference maker, um, okay. and I I want something long term with having the number two pick. Um, that doesn't guarantee it, right? Wh whoever we get, um, we move up to one, we drop down to five, whatever. Um, but this is a this is an opportunity to evaluate and get the best possible quarterback that you think is going to be there. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you don't think the guy is worth the, that, that pick, then you, you have to maneuver and, and move out of it. Um, but no, I'm not interested in, in, in Kirk cousins, especially at the price that he's going to be uh, commanding. No. Okay. So I'll, I'll just give my quick. No, not interested either, but there's a lot of, again, on Twitter, People saying, you know, they want Kurt. I'm like, absolutely not. Next question. Uh, so then you're talking about bringing in a young guy. Where are you? It's probably not going to be Caleb Williams. So are you in the Drake May or are you in the, the uh, Jake Daniels camp? I won't um, hold, hold you to this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I'll give you, you know, my honest two cents is when I initially looked at, uh, at, at those two players, um, I was in the Drake May camp. Um, I liked what I saw. I liked he's a a bigger pocket passer that could run. He's not a he's he's not one of these he's Kyle athletic. Murray, um right. he's just Lamar athletic. Jackson type of type of runners, but he can get out and 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 run and pick up that first down. He's he's not gonna take the length of the field, but he's gonna have no problem picking up a first down type of thing. Um and then as people started talking more and more um, on Daniels, initially when I was looking at him, I didn't like what I saw. The more that I've watched him, the more I like him. Um, they're, they're, I, I, I guess it would come down to how, how, what is your style of offense that you're looking to try to run? Um, because they're they're not you know they're they're not the same quarterback and now you just have to evaluate which one is better in that style. They're they're two different style quarterbacks. So I, I think that's part of the evaluation is is how do you want to run your offense, and then is one of those guys does one of those guys fit it? Maybe they don't. Maybe uh, you know the the, the kid from uh, Washington uh, suits you better, and and you can pick him up later on. You, you trade back or you do whatever to, to get there. Um, if I had to pick right now, I'm, I'm leaning, I, I, I'm changing my mind from a month ago and leaning more towards Daniels. Um, it, there's a, I, I think there's a, a higher upside and a, and a lower downside with Daniels. Um, 
but I, I think I think one of the things that I noticed with him is the difference between his his just the last season playing and the year prior. Uh, his improvement dramatically increased. Um, so he he's still on that learning curve, and I think Washington can get him. The right staff is there to continue his learning curve and and go that route so that's that's my that's my answer at the moment (laughs) um okay yourself Um, full disclosure man i i don't watch a whole lot of college football to to be able to give a true honest opinion here but for the sake of this conversation what little i know and what i have seen and read i'll just give you this both of these guys have some red flags yes but but i know that we're probably gonna pick one and i just hope that it turns out to be the right one and that this kid really works out good um the thing about jake daniels that concerns me is the the thing you have to like is the fact that he seemed to have gotten better but I always question guys that play on what I call the blue chip program, right? The Ohio States, the LSU, the Alabamas, right? Did his performance improve because he got better as a player? Or did his play improve because he left Arizona State and started playing with guys that are going to be playing on Sundays? At LSU, including his receivers. Two two receivers that he played with, for those that don't know, are probably going to be in the first round. Damn right. And, so, and, and let, me, let me piggyback on that just so for, for them. Uh, and then when you watch film, his offensive line, at times he had we, – we would have loved for Sam Howell last year to have as much time as he had at LSU sometimes on, on his pass plays. But go ahead. So, so my point is – we're just looking at the numbers, and everyone says, man, he has improved over his college career. But he also changed schools. He went from Arizona State, Pac-10, to LSU. SEC, guys play on his team are going to be playing on Sunday. And I don't know the answer to that. And that's why I say I can't give an honest opinion, but that's the thing in the back of my mind is, so which is it? Is it a little bit of both? Now. If we're going to pick Jake Daniels, I really hope it's just that it didn't matter who was he was throwing to, and it's just the kid has just improved, and that's that's a testament to his work ethic. And, and man, I hope we get that guy. And while I think a lot of people ignoring that a little bit is because Jake Daniels versus Drake May, Drake, Jake Daniels looks more like today's NFL quarterback. The mobility off-script plays, a lot of the razzle-dazzle. And I know that makes me sound old as hell when I use a phrase like razzle-dazzle. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know what else to call it. But <laughs> but I would have let it pass until you said it a second time. <laughs> the old, I knew I was, the old razzle-dazzle, see? I know <laughs> I knew what I was saying when I said it, but hell, whatever. But but all of that running around and doing all the things that all script plays and and things 
that's today's NFL, and everybody wants that because that's what we see on Sundays between your, your Patrick Mahomes, your Josh Allens, and your Lamar Jacksons. But I can't help but say, because, again, I haven't watched a lot of film, so is he just creative? Or is this Shades RG3? Where all of a sudden you get it back there, Jaden, and all of a sudden it's not there, and you just took the ball and just take off running. And maybe you didn't need to run right there, Jaden. Maybe you needed to just kind of step to the left or step to the right in the pocket or step up in the pocket, and then you got Terry or Jahan, somebody running down there, and this could have been a 60-yard touchdown pass. Right. And I don't know the answer to that. Well, and I'll, the thing about – and yeah. I'll just say this, and with Drake May, Drake May looks a little bit – you know, people talk about his accuracy. Can that improve? I don't know, man. You look at they say he's got the prototypical size, which is great. But how many of these prototypical guys are really excelling in the NFL in, in today's NFL? So I, I don't know the answer, but to give you an answer, I'm gonna say Jake Daniels because I'm gonna hope that the kid can learn. Because as I said earlier, if there's gonna be a quarterback with a, with the best chance of success coming into this year's season it's going to be in washington you got four guys that are going to work with you in terms of the coaching staff to give you the best chance to be successful and so if i'm gonna need a guy that looks like what today's nfl looks like because you, the defensive ends are out here killing people <laughs> because they're very athletic the linebackers are out here crazy then you need a guy that can be mobile so i'm gonna say give me jake daniels but i don't know hell just give me that so <laughs> <laughs> you know, because no, he's got I, a little razzle. He's got a little razzle dazzle. Kansas. He's got the little razzle dazzle. Everybody wants a, wants a quarterback with some razzle dazzle. Um, I will I will say my my two cents on doing some evaluation of uh, Daniels would be, you know, the, for for the reasons you gave for with him being at a at a blue chip school. He the if I'm going to counter that. That means he had to play against defenses like Alabama defense, like Georgia defense, like the SEC, SEC defenses, period, um, are predominantly better than when he was, you know, out west at Arizona State. Um, Fair enough. But, but when, I, when I started looking at, at Daniels, what I kind of did in my – as I started watching is – I don't watch the highlights. First of all, if you, if you, if that's all you watch is the highlights, you're watching the wrong film. If you're trying to get any evaluation from him, because the highlights are just that it's all the, the good things that he's doing. Um, fi find a, a YouTube video that shows every play or every throw of certain games. And then even when I, when I take that, um, when, when players are wide open, it's not that I don't give it any credit, but if you're just chucking the ball and, and you got the guy beat, uh, whether it's a deep ball, whether it's a crossing, and you got the guy beat by five yards, that's not a challenge for a quarterback. I mean, unfortunately, we've seen some quarterbacks that that miss those throws, um, but it's not as big of a deal as, you know, a guy doing, you know, it, it's, it's third and seven and some guy, the receiver runs an eight-yard little hook and you just pop it in there between two defenders. Right. That's a that's a better read, better throw, better evaluation. So pay attention as you're watching of him hitting those throws, the, what I call NFL throws, um, as opposed to college throws. 
A lot of quarterbacks can make college throws. Look at the NFL throws. Look at him look one way. That receiver isn't open. Oh, I got to go this way. I got to check down. I got to do those types of things. Um, you know, when I when I throw it to the back, uh, you know, that's rolling out of the backfield. Am I hitting him in stride? Or am I throwing it behind him? Am I making it easy on these players to catch it and go? Um, so just kind of something to, to keep in mind as as you evaluate not only him but but the other uh, ones um, across the NFL. It's kind of universal that. Uh, Caleb Williams will be the number one quarterback. Um, what would you, and let's say he's significantly better from an evaluation perspective than, um, May or Daniels, what would you be given willing to give up Reg to move up to number one? Um, when it comes to draft capital, I'm going to say I'm probably about as cheap when it comes to draft capital as you are with money. And so, free agency, yeah. So I'm not really interested in giving a whole lot. So if we trade this year's first, so now you're talking about switching from one to two, or in our case, two to one, maybe a one next year and maybe a third. I'm not interested in giving giving a, a, a ransom to go at one spot. Um, I'm just, and I say that because we are, we are a team with needs. Now let's just say we were a team that was already winning eight, nine, 10 games. And this pick that we're getting was because of a trade that we did two years ago. Kind of like how the reason Chicago has this pick now is because of a trade they did with Carolina and Carolina was terrible. Right. So now they're right. back in this spot. If that was the case, I'd be more likely to do it. But in this case, we have our own holes to fill. We've got an opportunity to hit reset here. And so I'm not interested in trading away and mortgaging the future. And I know someone will say, well, hey, if you believe that Caleb Williams is the next great thing in the NFL, then it's all worth it. And I and I get that. I really do. Because if all of a sudden Caleb Williams is the next thing and all of a sudden we're never going to be picking in the top top five for many, many years because this kid is going to really take this team away, then you're not worried about those picks. But this goes back to I don't know enough about them to even be able to say, but it just – maybe that's the old school part of me, man, that just right. says you, you can't just mortgage the future for one guy. And – but this goes back to this goes back to where I trust Cliff Kingsbury and Adam Peters and those guys to know what to look for. And if anybody has any inside information to Caleb Williams, it's going to be Cliff Kingsbury, who was just on the USC campus right. a few months ago. And he's going to know everything that Washington is going to want to know about Caleb Williams what kind of teammate he is, what kind of le uh, uh, leader he is, whether or not this kid is just relying on his talent, he just likes what football gives him, or does he love playing football? Is he a grinder? Is he in work that ethic. Russell Wilson, that work ethic, that Russell Wilson, that that Peyton Manning, that Pat Mahomes, is that that guy that just grinds football because he loves football? Cliff Kingsbury can, tell, can answer that question. 
without even having a pro day. He knows already. So if they believe that he's that guy and they decide to want to trade, as I said earlier, I'm not going I'm not going to contradict myself, then I'm going to trust that they know what they're doing. So but if I was but if they was asking me what to trade him to answer your question, I'd say maybe swapping position this year, another first and probably a third, but I'm not doing more. I'm not giving you a shit ton of I mean to keep cursing here, but I I'm not giving you a buttload of first round picks, man. Them day that, that you can yeah, you can miss me with that. Yeah. Um I don't think we will, and I'm hesitant to to do something like that. I, I will agree with you. The the counter that I would give on that is um that you talked about it. You know, if I truly feel that this guy is a franchise quarterback, and, and while there's no guarantees in the NFL. If I feel like, man, this is about as close of a guarantee of having a top ten quarterback, um, I'm 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 going to give up. I'm going to give up the farm. Um, the the positive side of if we had to give some draft picks are kind of to your point. If he makes a difference and adds three or four wins, all of a sudden next year's number one draft pick in 2025 isn't a top five. It's a number 17 pick um so the so it's not as high of a value yes you're still losing a, the 17th player in the draft um but along with that washington is in good shape this year and next year financially for free agency so where we do have a lot of needs um you can address some of those through free agency because you've got the money to do it. If you were tighter on the salary cap, uh, I mean, there's five or six, seven teams right now that are already above the salary cap. Um, and when you start making those kinds of moves, you're, you're trading major draft capital and you don't have money for free agency. You definitely better have a, a solid, solid team put in place uh, because you're not going to be making any dramatic moves. If if we end up giving up, you know, a couple number ones and a couple number twos, uh, we've got the finances to be able to put together uh, a team and make the changes we need to through free agency as well as the draft. So, um, okay. it, well, if all it. Of a we go that route um, again, I, I think the asking price is probably going to be steeper than what Washington wants to pay, but. Agreed. Agreed. We will see. But 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 again, I'm gonna trust the uh, the law firm of Peters and Quinn, and yep. and I'm gonna roll with whatever decision they make, and just I'm gonna roll with it, man. I'm gonna support it. So if they think that going up to Caleb Williams is the move, let's go do it. Let's get it. Yeah, I I, I think as I without going into any trying to pick a certain player or person or anything here, I think when we see free agency more free agency than the draft. Not that we won't address it in the draft, but I think in free agency, I think you're going to see offensive and defensive line um, and and probably linebacker. Um, those are going to be the changes. If you look at Dan Quinn and the places that he has been and how he puts together his defenses, it, it relies on pressure. He's got studs somewhere. And we, we talked about Quan Martin and we talked about Jamin Davis possibly being improving and be and becoming those players but i think come free agency we're going to end up getting a defensive end that has a has a track record of producing um 
don't don't know the name, but um, I, I, I that might be the first big name free agent. If I had to say we're going in some direction of free agency, I would say it's going to be a, a defensive end that's going to uh, be, be the first big signing. Well, the big names out there is Daniil Hunter, Brian Burns, and Josh Allen. Right. So let's do it. Hey, let's do it. Don't don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Um, yeah, I I we talked about that, uh, but just to touch base real quick before we wrap things up, uh, free agency starts the thirteenth. Probably, you know, we'll do a, a podcast definitely before then, especially as we get closer. We'll probably start hearing some rumblings um, and, and rumors even before. Maybe not as much names, but kind of an approach that they're going to be taking. Uh, and then the draft is April. 25th on a thursday prime time will be maybe we'll be number one maybe we'll be number two pick uh but time will tell well, let me let me, let me just say this uh yeah. supposedly chicago made a made a comment i i heard it on one of the podcasts that chicago's gm was talked talked to at the draft and made a comment that whatever decision they're going to make they're going to make it sooner than later because they want to make sure they do right by justin fields and so they talked about when they traded away the first, number one pick to Carolina last year. I think they did it on like March 8th or the 10th or something last year. So that being the case, whether they decide to keep Justin Fields or trade Justin Fields, it's something that they want to do sooner rather than later and potentially before free agency starts. So we may have an idea what Carol, what Chicago is going to do with the number one pick um, here within the next week or two. Yeah, I think I think they're taking Caleb Williams and and I think so too. And, and they'll get what they they can probably get a second for uh, Justin Fields. Um, yeah, they 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 lost their second when they got uh, Montez Sweat. So that currently they don't have a second. So they've got two firsts, and if they get a second for him, they're doing they're doing pretty good. Uh, the first two days of the draft, uh, right there. Um, Anything else? Oh, I know one one other thing related to the salary cap. Uh, I'll name I'll name three players. You tell me whether we should cut them or keep them for salary cap reasons. Are are they worth it or or should we uh, cut them? Uh, start off with the biggest and I'll go salary wise from largest to smallest of three potential names that would make sense to consider. I'm not gonna say to do it, but to consider number one, Charles Leno. Cut him or keep him? I'm going to go with option C, restructure. Restructure, okay. Um, and he's a little bit older also. He's 30-plus. Um, Logan Thomas. Cut him. Okay. And Andrew Wiley. Definitely cut. Okay. There you go. There, there's, 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 he should have already been cut. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with all three of those um no i think you keep charles you probably re, re uh unless you go out and sign a big big time left tackle i say you restructure him yeah, i think if you can restructure and add a year you know this coming year and add another year um yep. that suits both you know the 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 chief i think i think and, I think the uh, core play of the entire offensive line highlighted a little bit more struggles 
of Charles Leno. I don't think Charles played bad. I just think the collective unit was so bad that it highlighted and made him look even worse. But yeah, I, I think, think if you get, I think if you get some competent, quality interior, then I think Charles will be fine on the on the, by himself. But that's why I said I think you restructured Charles Leno, but you cut Logan Thomas and um, uh, Wiley. Yeah, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. Um, Logan Thomas just fell off, man. I don't don't need, know what the. Yeah, I think it really got him. In, injuries and age uh, just ca- ca- catching up with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that leaves a you know a big hole that. At, at tight end that we expected somebody last year to fill and they didn't. So it'll be interesting to see what Washington does at uh tight end this, this coming year also, but uh, we'll be around to, to talk about that um, and everything Lots else. Lots happening. Uh, Reggie, you got You got anything else for today? I do not, man. Just uh, glad to be back and uh, stay tuned folks. Good things are coming. Absolutely, absolutely. And and until next time. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Everybody, have a great day. Go out there and razzle dazzle somebody. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs>